Data on Money is presented by the Small Business Accountants and Financial Advisors. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Data on Money. I'm your host, Stephen Williams, and I'm co-hosted by a rotating cast of my children, each with their own financial goals and situations. Today, I'm joined by Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. <laughs> uh, that's not going to be the last time we do that joke on, on the show, I'm sure. <laughs> so uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I'm barely a student. I'm also upstairs in Windy House. So you may hear some strong gusts today in the background of this episode. But today we are talking about student loans, specifically how to pay them back. Because you got to do that. Hey guys, Stephen here, just popping in to remind you that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. For all your accounting and financial advising needs, our small business is here to help you. Come and get your personal taxes done and put that refund to good use. Okay, student loans, I got them. And soon enough, I'm going to have to pay them back because apparently, nobody told me this, but... That's how that works. So I've got some money to pay back to the government here. And I need to interject real quick because that was a discussion we did have (laughs) years ago when you started getting your student loans. No, no, dad, I was doing a bit. I was making a joke. People will understand it was sarcasm. Oh, I see. Okay. (laughs) Although most of what I ask about on the show is entrepreneurially focused. I did go to university and I am on the cusp of graduation. So we are going to talk about paying it back. And as a side note, next week, I believe Alandra will be talking about getting them. Yes. So we are going to talk about once you've got those student loans, how to pay them back and what to do to pay them back since that's where you're at. So before we get into that, I do want to make a note that I'll, sh- I'll I'll throw a link in the show notes for applying for Alberta and Canada student loans. That's the way I did it. In Alberta, you're able to do those both at the same time through the same system. It's going to depend on your province, going to depend on your area, what programs you go through to get your student loans and or scholarships or grants. But that's the way I did it. So that's what I understand. But paying them back. So here I am, I graduate in July of 2021, and six months later, as the rules go, January 22, I am going to have to start paying those back because they're going to start collecting some dust or interest, as they call it in the financial world, and not the fun interest that you get money, but the not fun interest where you have to pay back more money. So where do I start with paying this off? Well... As always, it's put it in your budget. Get enough income coming in so that you're able to pay off your student loan and make sure it's in your budget so that you know that you have to get this paid off. Now, if you try to hide or whatever from paying off your student loan, they will find you wherever you are, wherever you've moved to, they will find you. So just make sure that you contact the different places that you have received student loans from and chat with them and understand where you can um, set it up to pay, pay it back. So you might be able to pay it back on a, um, or you, I should say, 
They will probably want you to have a bank account that they can draw money from. So every month they'll pull 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever, you know, your student loan requires to pay it down in a timely fashion. And then it'll just start coming out of your bank account once a month um, to until that's paid off. So now with the um, student loan interest is kind of a good thing because you can write it off on your taxes. So it isn't good because you have to pay for it, but it is good in the way that even though you are paying for it, you can write it off on your taxes. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, different financial institutions will have different timelines for paying off the student loan. And with the government, sometimes they go, you know what, you don't have to pay it back. Or we're going to forgive some of your student loans. So if you fall into that situation, count yourself extremely fortunate because uh, it doesn't happen all the time. And who knows with this pandemic, maybe the government will do something like that. So maybe you'll get lucky. Yeah, because I know for me, the amount of grants that the government has given out because of the pandemic has been significantly higher. So I think it's highly advisable for anybody who is a student currently or maybe is just finishing up school to look into programs that might be available to help ease that burden, especially right now because... Uh, we're hoping the economy gets going again soon. You know, like we're kind of in this weird in-between phase. And I know the the different governments and different organizations have different options available to people. So you talk about having some sort of payment plan set up with the organization you have your loans through, whether it's the government or some other financial institution. Is there like a, a set requirement? Do they contact you and say, hey, you better pay us this much a month? Or do you, you know, set that up automatically? What's the expectation usually like? Well, generally, they'll know where you are. But, you know, if you've moved or your parents have moved and that was the address that they had, then you may not get the mail that says, hey, hey, you got to start paying back a student loan here. Um, they will send out paperwork if they know where you are um, to your last known address uh, six months after they don't get any correspondence from you renewing a student loan or getting more student loans so that you know they kind of figure if you're not getting any more student loans then you're probably done school so time to repay so you'll just go through that letter and then follow the instructions call them up send them a void check and set up a payment plan uh, let's say I have $40,000 in student loan debt. That's just an example. I don't know the exact number of what I owe. How, like, how would I go about working that into my budget and making sure that it starts getting paid every single month, right? Because even if, even if I'm sitting there and I have this automatic payment coming out, I feel like there are probably a lot of people who are like surprised every time it happens, you know, like, oh, what? It's the 29th of the month and my insurance payment came out of my bank account? I had no idea, even though it's been doing that for six years. So, um, and we can put a link to this in the show notes, but there is a loan repayment estimator that you can um, 
uh, put in for paying back your student loan. And so if you put in, say, five years to repay your student loan, and it's $40,000 at the interest rate that they just have in there is 2.45%. So to pay that back, you will be paying $744.81 a month. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. So welcome to your education. Oh boy, I shouldn't have gone to university. Put it to good use and make some money. This is why there's a lot of people that just stay in school because they don't yeah. want to pay back their student loans. Can you can you stay in school forever? Just uh, just asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I have known people that are perpetual students. And so they just stay in school and they've got numerous degrees and they've never worked a day in their life. Well, they have, but, you know nothing consistent or anything because they keep going back to school and taking more classes and more degrees. So sounds fun to me mm -hmm. sometimes, depending on my mood, I might be the go and work for five years and then go back to school because I get bored at work or something. I feel like I'm that type of that type of person. Stephen here, just popping in to remind you that dad on money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Financial Advisors. Contact us through the link in the show notes to start saving for whatever you want. So far, we, we've covered, got student loans, you have to pay them back. Is the 2.45% interest rate, is that like a, a common interest rate for student loans, I would assume? Yeah, it's going to be based on the Bank of Canada rate. So... Um, like what the banks are charging for, um, for that, like really to have a student loan at a rate for 2.45, that's a pretty good deal. Um, because it's not secured against a house or a car or anything like that. So to have a cheap rate like that, that would be pretty sweet. Some student loans may be more expensive though. Like if you've got a student loan directly from a financial institution, it could be at, you know, five, six, 7%. So, you know, that's the one you definitely want to pay off first or quickest. But um, yeah, just keep in mind that you need to pay attention to that paperwork on the student loan of um, how much it's going to cost to pay it down. And so contact, you know, even, even though you might still be in school, contact wherever you got your student loan from, whatever financial institution or the government directly, and see what their repayment requirements are. You know, whether it's three years, five years, 10 years, whatever it is, uh, make sure you kind of plan for that because you don't want to be, you know, sitting for six months going, oh, yeah, life is good. You know, six months is awesome. And then all of a sudden you get hit with a $700 bill a month and you go, hmm, how am I going to pay for my rent? Interesting. Okay. So one big thing that I'm getting out of this so far is communication is huge communication with the institution where you got your loans because like you said they will find you they will they will hunt you down you owe them money and it's a lot of money and i think if you keep on top of it if you work it into your budget if you make it a priority you can you can pay it back I think that's a key point, Alex, is that you, you do need to communicate and receiving money is always fun. Paying it back is never fun. And so make sure you know what you're getting into when you are borrowing that money. So, 
you know, understand what the repayment schedule might be or what the interest rate might be. Um, be clear on that stuff because like I said, you don't want to be stuck with, oh my goodness, I've got a $700 a month payment once I'm done school. How's that going to work when I can't even find a job? So, you know, just be aware of what that is. I know that might create a little bit of stress, but if you can plan for that for the future, then hopefully that should be able to alleviate your stress. Right. So I think a big theme in financial conversations in general is the importance of taking a longer viewpoint, right? The idea of, you know, being considerate of your future self, right? You might enjoy this money now, but think about how it can affect you down the road and taking that longer viewpoint. So in consideration of that, people who might think, oh, well, I don't have to pay it back quite yet. People who start putting it off and start procrastinating that. What can be some of the results that come from that? Well, your student loan goes to collection, which kills your credit rating. So when you want to go buy that, you know, car or get a loan for a car or put a down payment on a house, guess what? You may not qualify for those loans. So you don't want to screw up your future credit by having fun in those four years of school and not planning for the future. So really, when you get your student loans, you really need to start saving to pay them off. You know, part-time job in the summer or whatever the case might be. Okay, so you're, you're saving, you're, you're preparing along the way. Maybe, maybe what are some of the benefits then of making sure that you're on top of it and making sure that, you know, you get out of school and you pay it off and it's done and over with? What, what can be some of the positive uh, cer- um, consequences of that? Well, not having that huge weight on your shoulder or looking over your shoulder and saying, oh, are they going to find me? Are they going to find me? Is somebody going to come and break my kneecaps because I haven't paid my student loan back yet? Or how am I going to do this? Or, you know, I can't get married yet because I've got this huge debt and, you know, my my future spouse won't want to come into a relationship with, you know, $40,000 worth of debt right off the top. So that they had no say in or even, you know, knew about, right? Like there's just like how much stress is caused by not knowing, or not planning, right? I got a conversation with somebody the other day that, you know, generally young parents with young children, they're stressed because if their little kid breaks something, that stresses them out because they don't have the money to replace it, right? And so for grandparents, this is why grandparents are so awesome because grandparents don't care. Ah, grandkid, break it, whatever. It's not like it's irreplaceable. We'll just have to go buy a new one. But grandparents have gone through all that and know how to save and know how to plan where it doesn't really matter that much, right? And so as young parents with young children, they're stressed out. That's why mom and dad get mad at their children because they're stressed out. Grandparents generally don't get mad at their kids or grandkids because, eh, it doesn't matter. Because they've already planned out their life and it's pretty good. But for those that hadn't learned that or haven't learned it yet, then 
everything is a stress, right? Where's the next, you know, meal coming from? Where's the next mortgage payment coming from or the rent payment? That is all stress that gets captured by the individual. So if you don't have that and you plan for it, no big deal. Who cares? Right? Like even going into an exam, what's the worst case scenario going into an exam? Get like 25%. Right? Well, maybe zero might be the worst case, but regardless, (laughs) failing the exam. There's a lot of people that get exam anxiety because of that, right? But really, does it matter? Because what's what what happens if you fail it? You just do it again. Exactly. So who cares? You lost a little bit of time. But at the end of the day, who cares? Right? Right. So you go into the exam calm and relaxed and comfortable. You do your best. You pass or fail. Hopefully you pass. But if you fail, you go, hmm, okay, guess I got to take that one again. That sucks. But you just go and do it again. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. And that's what, you know, planning for this, for paying back the student loan is if you got $40,000 in student loans, plan for it because you're going to have to pay it back. So whether that's getting a better job or whatever, you got to plan for it. Maybe the biggest rule of thumb as we wrap up here and get into the end, the biggest rule of thumb I'm getting out of this is just be aware and, and plan around it. Be aware how much you have in there, which I know in this episode, I said, I don't know exactly how much I have down to the penny, but I do know where to find it. I do know where to find that information. So, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, and and planning for that, being aware of that, making sure you're putting things into savings, working when you can. It's not a vacation. It's a preparation for the rest of your life. And and being aware that you do need to pay those things back at the end. Do you have any final thoughts or final comments on this one? Uh, no, not really. Just just you got to plan and be aware. Like you said, you, you need to know what you're, you've got outstanding. This is a this is a debt. This is a hole you've dug that you have to climb your way out of. Now, going to school is a good thing. Getting a better job than you would have without going to school is a good thing because then hopefully you get paid more and you will be able to pay off this student loan. But if you're just going to school just to, you know, live free and fancy free, you know, then you're, you're going to have troubles after when they come knocking and saying, hello, need our money. I like that. Well, thank you for your help with this. <laughs> okay, well, I'm realizing, I'm coming to the realization that the dream is almost over. Living fancy free is almost over and I got to pay all this back. And, uh, and so thank you for that. Remember people to communicate and to plan and just be aware of what's going on with your finances. Uh, what is a loan and what is yours? There's a big difference. Thanks for listening to Dad on Money. I'm Stephen Williams, and you can find me at www.smallbusinessaccountants.ca. And I'm Alex Williams. You can find me at mechoradio.com. That's M-E-C-H-O radio.com, where we've got this show and plenty of other great podcasts for your listening pleasure. Dad on Money is produced by Mecco Radio. 
And we are brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and the Small Business Financial Advisors. We've got links to them in the show notes. The music we use in the podcast is by Ian Post. This episode was hosted by myself, Alex Williams, and my dad, Stephen Williams. I also did the editing and producing on it. If you want links to a couple of the resources we mentioned in this episode, specifically Alberta Student Aid, as well as that repayment calculator we mentioned, we've got links to those in the show notes as well. And with that, we just want to say once again, thank you for listening. Mecco.